Welcome to Bad Yard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman and Superman and pop culture. From Metropolis, I'm Josh from Bat Yard Productions. And I'm Leah, all the way from Sierra. And today we don't have at Benjamin of David from Gotham City, but today we do have a special guest. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself, sir? Hi, I'm Angus Lamont. I'm from Glasgow in Scotland, uh, and I'm an independent uh, animator and effects guru, if you want to call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so so angus how did, how did you get started with uh stop motion animation did you start when you were a kid or did you kind of grow into the art form like how did, how did you get, get that uh, yeah it kind of started off when i was really young you know we had uh we've got ardman animations over here you know wallace and gromit and uh oh, wallace and gromit's great i love wallace yes <laughs> I, I grew up with all of that stuff and then when I was quite young, I was given uh, a book by my parents for Christmas, and it was Ray Harryhausen's, like, basically, he's kind of, it was an animated life, it was called. It was uh, the first book they put out, and I had no clue who Ray Harryhausen was and what films he made, uh, but I was constantly going through this book, and I was going, who is this guy? This is, you know, it's all dinosaurs and, and um, you know, all these mythological kind of, characters that he made so I get hooked after seeing that um, and then I kind of tried experimenting at home with you know plasticine and uh, using my mum's camera as well so it just kind of it was something I was just curious about and then it developed into this kind of hobby uh, and I was doing it all the time basically so uh, yeah that's how it kind of started but I've always I've always been interested in kind of fantasy and um because i was i was brought up on classic horror films uh when i was really young it was my my grandpa that uh introduced me to you know the old frankenstein and dracula films so that was that was before i learned about animation but i've always been interested in you know kind of fantasy cinema and horror sci-fi uh so that's where it kind of started really so so with this ray harryhausen book did it like kind of show you the Conceives like how how like you, they the puppetry was made or like how how like how how did it dive into stop motion? Yeah, it, it showed, it's basically it was kind of like his life story where he started off and how he developed uh, in a career um, and it, it kind of it would reveal some secrets. Um, but I think up until when he passed away, he was very kind of hesitant towards revealing too much. Because there's obviously like a magic to stop motion that, you know, once you know how it's done, it kind of, you know, so I'll watch his films now and I'll be like, they're still amazing to me, but I, I kind of try and work out how they were done from like a technical point of view. But it doesn't ruin the the magic or anything for me. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that was like my constant. That was like my bible on. Uh, if you, if you want to call it that, I would I would take it everywhere with me and constantly reread it um, all the time. But uh, yeah. So do you have a favorite? Sorry, do you have a no. favorite Ray Harryhausen movie? Um, it changes like every like all the time. But I think if I was gonna choose one, it would be the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad with the the Cyclops. Uh, I think because the Cyclops is just a it's such an iconic. Uh, looking monster in film. Uh, it's just a perfect 
movie monster. Uh, but yeah, that's my favourite, I think, if I was to choose one. The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad is one of my favourites out of the Ray Harryhausen catalogue. Yeah. It looks like you made um, a Cyclops of your own. Do you want to kind of go into oh, the yeah. detail how you went into that? Yeah, that that was, um, well, this is kind of for a little project I've got going just now, because uh, next year is the centenary of the Ray Harryhausen, like 100 years of his, you know, his life. So they're doing a big celebration. Uh, the foundation, Ray Harryhausen Foundation, are doing that. So I thought it'd be nice to show my appreciation and try and make something if it's just like a five-minute short film. So I came up with this Cyclops kind of design uh, that's kind of reminiscent of, you know, the Sinbad films. But, um, yeah, it's all my own kind of... It was a lot of trial and error involved, you know, because making these models is almost as difficult as doing the animation itself. There's a lot of uh, uh, moulding and casting like with rub various rubbers and silicons. So it's a lot of... There's the amount of attempts that I made that failed. Uh, it, it takes a lot of time to, to get these things made. But uh, when it comes out right, uh, it's really satisfying, especially when you can then go on and animate it. Uh, but yeah... Um, yeah. What's uh what's your process like? How how long does it make take to like make the armature and then like uh, put the latex and and kind of fill out the the muscle culture and everything like that? Like how how long does it take to make a make one of these figures? Well, that that one the the cyclops that was my first. Um, I've never used like a mold before, so usually what what I would do is I've recently made another a dinosaur, a kind of T Rex. That was all built up from scratch. That was a a wire, uh, a wire frame, a wire skeleton, and then you build up over that with uh, like urethane foam. So it's a soft foam, and you can shape it with scissors. Um, and then on top of that, you can layer up your your latex skin. Um, the cyclops. That was a different process. That was made from a sculpture. I'd sculpted that in clay. Uh, and then I'd moulded it in plaster, and from that plaster mould you can then create castings, so flexible castings. So uh, that was like um, foam injected, so it was like a, an expanding foam that went inside the mould. Um, but the armature for that was that was pre-made. That was uh, I had a guy from uh, England machine that for me. He made it all, and it's a beautiful looking. You know, it's almost like a. It's a shame to actually have to cover it up because they look so. They're like works of art in themselves. The the skeletons, but uh, yeah, that's it's two different two different processes. They're equally as good. Yeah, it's amazing. Like it seems like uh, even back like when Wells O'Brien was starting to do mm. stop motion, like back in its like premature era, it seems like it, it hasn't really changed too much with the with the armature skeleton and everything like that. It's, yeah. You know, it's all yeah, it's kind exact of same to that era of mm -hmm. you know Wills O'Brien like nineteen twenties. Yeah, know, like it, it changed that that drastically. Yeah, I guess the the age of digital uh, cinema it kind of made it a little easier, so you could look back mm. at like frame, frame by frame of yeah. like how your uh, caricature is is moving about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much. I mean, now that we've got it's like frame grabbers, so you can actually look back on what you've animated while you're still animating so i mean back when these guys were doing it 
they would spend like they could spend days animating something and then they'd go and get the film developed and they'd find out oh the I've left a like a, a screwdriver or something in the shot and then they'd have to completely redo it all over again. So I've, obviously I've got a, a lot of respect for these the patience they had as well. But now it's so much easier with technology and uh, you know, different cameras we can get now as well. So oh, it's yeah. uh, it's uh but really really lucky as well, you know, to have all this stuff. Yeah, um, I'm I love how this, you know, it's kind of a niche art form, but it's still mm. evolving oh, yeah. with, you know, technology. And I don't think it's ever going to go away, which, no. you know, love about it. You know, you could definitely see the human form and the human hand mm. while you're mm. working on, you know, when, yeah. when you're viewing these, these, you know, these puppets come to life basically before your eyes. Yeah. Um, with this T-Rex that, that you made, it looks yeah. like Valley of Guanji. Yeah, that's kind of look <laughs> yeah it's the kind of classic like style it's like a, i mean i think jurassic park that was the first film that really kind of they tried to make them as accurate as to science as possible but this right. was like the classic kind of uh i don't know what you call it like the uh tail dragon dinosaurs yeah, you know the dragon tail yeah reptilian like yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah, that's I prefer that look to be honest. I, I kind of it's more dramatic. I think it makes a. Uh, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Jurassic Park, and uh, that was another good big influence on me. I used to watch those films like constantly, um, growing up. But uh, yeah, I love making dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, dinosaurs are probably like the first thing to be stop motion. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Definitely. You have, you have to make a dinosaur if you're a stop motion animator. Yeah. <laughs> So then, yeah. since we're on the topic of videos and dinosaurs, what can mm. you tell us about this video that you made? You used a program called After Effects. Yeah, yeah. You and a dinosaur. What can you tell us about that process? Yeah, that was um, that was done on After Effects. I'm kind of self-taught, and I do a lot of Photoshop as well. Photoshop and After Effects. Um, so I've kind of just been again at home, just trying out things if they work or they don't work um but that was thrown together with like all, all the elements in that scene uh i had they're all from me i went and took photos out on a hill walking trip and i managed to edit them make them look really kind of fantasy prehistoric like but uh this is what i'm trying to hope hope to incorporate into this little film i'm making try and uh it's like dy Dynamation, which was the process that Ray Harryhausen used. It's almost a kind of up-to-date version of that. But, uh, I mean, it looks... It's not, I'm not aiming for, you know, complete realism. It's all, you know, there's a kind of element of fantasy to it all. Uh, just to kind of... It's a kind of um, tribute to the, the kind of classic films uh, made back in the 50s and 60s. Um, but, yeah, that's... Uh, that's kind of the start of it all, really. Is it hard acting alongside like one of your creations, like while you're being kind of projected and you know within the, the landscape? Um. Well, if first of all, if, if you can call it acting, because I can't act at all. But looking back and uh, on those videos, it's all a bit of fun, really. But uh, what I would usually do is I'd film myself first. Uh, reacting to nothing basically in front of my green <laughs> screen so 
I used to, I, what I do is I do it out in my back garden, and sometimes the neighbours might look out the window and go, "What is what is he doing?" Like I could be waving like a stick at nothing, but uh, yeah, it would all start filming in front of a green screen, um, and then what I would do is go to the animation stage, and I would animate the whatever character was going to be in the scene. And what I can actually do is overlay the footage of me on top of the the animated creature, so I can actually animate alongside my footage. So it, if it makes sense, it means that it can all line up perfectly uh, in the end result. So I can kind of sync up all the movements. And uh, so that's how I did the. There was one I did uh, quite a while ago uh, with me fighting off a dinosaur, and that was all done the same way. Um, but yeah, it's all, it's all you're constantly learning like new things and taking notes about how you can improve on it. Um, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, so the minute I see something that's out, I need to go back and redo it all. But yeah, that's that's kind of if it makes sense, that's how it's done. Now, when you're making a creature, do you because I also see some drawings on your hmm. page, do you do uh? like drawing animation as well or do you draw it and then start to mold it do you um, have any background in drawing yeah I've, I've kind of done a i've done a bit of drawing i did i used to do life drawing a lot um for character animation uh and hand drawn animation life drawing is essential i used to do um fi fine art in in school uh so i've always kind of Enjoy, I still enjoy doing that now and again, um, but if I'm making, say, a creature or whatever, I'll usually start off with quite a rough, just a quick rough drawing, and from that I can maybe just go from there and just see what it takes me. I can start, for example, the T-Rex the that I made, I obviously had to work out a size, an overall size for you know how big it would be. So I'll I'll get a rough size made up, and then from there I'll just start building it and make changes along the way. Um, that's how I do it anyway. Not I don't draw as much as I should, but um, yeah, I like working in three dimensional kind of models more than on paper. Uh, but I've I've also I've done a I've experimented with traditional kind of hand drawn animation, which. Uh, is very very time consuming, the same as stop motion. But uh, that's kind of uh, something that I might look into later on. But right now, my main focus is uh, on stop motion. Yeah. So with um with this uh dinosaur animation that you incorporated uh -huh. yourself in, is this just a like a test animation, or is it going to be part of a bigger project? Yeah, that's well, that's a that's a test uh, for this short film that I'm making. So uh, it's just to get a way of like sharing you know what like it's almost like a kind of a teaser for what to expect really it's also a way of just showing like that you can do this with like little to no budget at all so uh, i think it's i know a few people um including louis tanner who you had on uh previously uh people like these type of guys you know they're all it's all inspirational to see that there's more people doing this sort of stuff because in a world it's kind of like cinema today like it's kind of populated with big budget hollywood epics but 
I think there's still room to do these low budget productions and still produce, you know, satisfying uh, results. Uh, so that's what I'm, my aim is to try and uh, show off a, an right. alternative way of doing it. Every time I see like a stop motion monster versus like a CGI creation, it's always, you know, more, it's like more wonderful to look mm. at. It, yeah. It, like I, I just can't take my eyes off it because there's so many tricks yeah. in, like, in, in like different corporations and how to make this monster come to life. Uh-huh. And with like CGI, like, don't get me wrong. Like I'm not bashing CGI, but like, mm. you know how it's done, you know, like how the magic trick is mm. done. And with, you know, stop motion, there's more thought kind of put into it. Like, oh, how did they do that? And I feel like film should be filled with, like, should be kind of incorporated like a magic show. Like, you don't know exactly how they did it. You know, yeah. that's what's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, but, I mean, with CGI, you know, CGI is really, you know, it's a great thing. But, um, and also there's a way of, you know, with stop motion now, you can actually, what I sometimes do with my, animations is you can add like a little bit of digital motion blur to it and it just kind of it smooths it out smooths the movements out a bit not too much but that's what i mean you can you can incorporate you know some digital uh, effects to stop motion and it's you know it can produce really really good kind of effects uh but i, I think the, the cgi now it's uh as i said it's a really great tool but I think we've become so used to it now that it's not a special effect anymore. It's, it almost seems like, uh, you know, the norm to see CGI in a film. Uh, but it's nice seeing stop motion coming back in films. But as I said, there's a magic to it, I think. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think Ray Harryhausen, like, I think I said this previously on the Louis Tanner interview, but he said um, that stop motion's kind of more like a dream state it's kind mm, of like yeah. you know you're within that realm so and i i totally 100 percent agree with that it's like yeah. kind of otherworldly kind of feeling yeah definitely it's uh the thing is it's not it's not realistic it's um it's not it's not trying to be realistic it's more like a fantasy kind of it's, it's best used for you know if you're wanting to animate like a a realistic animal i would probably go down the cgi route but for like creatures and you know things that don't actually exist i think stop motion is really you know a, a great medium to to create these like characters in. because it still yeah. makes you think it's you know it still has that wonder of how did they do that like you said before cgi is just okay we yeah. know it was done yeah with um, yeah. so you said you're working on a short film. Can you tell us mm-hmm. a little bit more about that? Yeah, that's both. It's for the uh, Ray Harry House and Centenary next year. Um, and there's also I've been there's been quite a lot of interest in it. Surprisingly, I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. But it's my first kind of uh, it's all self funded, uh, and it's a solo project that I'm just working on in the garage by myself. Just whenever I've got time off, I'll put some time into it and I mean I'm building sets and it's all um, miniature sets and miniature kind of green screen setups and things like that so everything's built from scratch and uh, as I said I'm learning constantly as I'm making it you know I kind of started off uh, not really knowing what I was going to 
what I was going to do with the film. But as I've been making all these tests and drawings and sculptures, it's just kind of formed itself into this little, it's like a nice little story that I've got planned. So hopefully it can, when it's done, it could maybe be screened in uh, some festivals next year or, you know, uh, put it up online. But uh, I'm not, I'm currently just taking my time with it and seeing where it takes me. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fantastic. Do you yeah. have like, like uh, actors like kind of incorporated with, with the stop motion animated uh, characters as well? Or like how, how's the film kind of, what's the process with that? Well, it's a, uh, it's more kind of, um, it's animated, uh, like the animated kind of, creature effects but it's also got some live action in it as well so it's kind of like that test that I put up on YouTube with me kind of interacting with these creatures but there's going to be like more more focus on the animation aspect than the live action because as I said I'm not an actor and I'm the only person that can be in in the film I can't I don't plan on hiring any actors or um or people to be in it. Uh, it's, it's more kind of a. I'm not making the film for money. I'm not making it for. It's more of just a tribute to uh, Ray Harryhausen's legacy and and Willis O'Brien as well. You know all these talented kind of effects artists that have inspired me and um, just to show my appreciation, really. Wow. Yeah. What, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a like a kind of release date when you, when you plan on? releasing your film well my my estimated release date is june next year which would be the the day that that was the month when ray was born so june next year uh here in scotland there's going to be a massive exhibition uh which showcases all of ray's models uh basically his whole collection uh so that's going to be up here in scotland so i'm hoping that by then I can have it done and then maybe uh, take it with me to some places uh, and show it around. So that's 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 the plan anyway, but we'll soon find out if it gets if it gets there on time. <laughs> that would be awesome, kind yeah. of bringing the, bringing the art form back into the public eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that would be great. It would. You could get it screened screened at the Ray Harryhausen tribute. Though. Yeah, that would be, that would be a dream come true. But uh, as I hope I get it finished in time. Um, yeah. Well, from the looks of it, it looks like you know all your stuff is utterly fantastic, and I, oh, I can't wait. To see myself. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely keep us posted over here, and we'll yeah, no, I will do promote as much as we can. You know. Yeah. So are you guys? You guys are. I was. I was looking page a few weeks ago it's all kind of um you're into the batman superman kind of thing isn't it yeah yeah we, we've been working on this uh, sh uh sh well I, I wouldn't even call it short film because it's probably feature length we've been working on this batman versus superman film for all oh, right oh, wow well, unlike you we have to we have to work with actors so we can oh, you get the, the more professional the more <laughs> professional approach yeah yeah not not really professional yeah. I would say very, very low to no budget. Yeah, very professional. Sounds but, great, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're we're um we're basically on the editing process oh. on our side, so we're trying oh, to 
get that get that out as as soon as possible. We we don't really have a set release date as of yeah. now. But um, you know, it's it's fun making films. I think it's because uh, I used to make films with my my friends and family when I was young. I remember making a an Indiana Jones film when I was about ten, and the, the amount of fun you can have just there was no structure to it. It was just when you've got a camera and you can go out and just you know. And you, you know, it, it's a great way of spending time with people as well. I think. But yeah, was that your it. first film? Was it the Indiana Jones short film? Yeah, it was a. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, uh, which unfortunately I can't find it anymore. Uh, but that was, you know, I was using all of these um, kind of effects that you know these guys were doing, like Ray Harryhausen. You know, it was things like a uh, forced perspective, which would be like. For example, there'd be a scene where Indiana Jones would be fighting fighting someone on top of a truck. So to do that, what we would do is get a toy truck and we'd put it really close to the camera and have Indiana Jones standing away in the distance. So it would look like he was standing on top of this tr- massive truck. I mean, stuff like that, you know, it, it, it looked really kind of, when you watched it back, it looked, you know, really fake. But again, it was fun just kind of trying all these things out and... Uh, this was yeah. That's, that's part of the charm, you know. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, what was um? What was your first stop motion animated uh, uh, like short or film or you know? What was your first piece? I think the first one that I made was, I was at this. It was like a a short animation class. Uh, it was a local class. Uh, it was I think it was on. Uh, a couple of nights a week and I remember making I think it was a, a Doctor Who kind of short film, I can't even remember what happened in it but that was my first ever short film and it ended up winning this this course that I was on uh, and I was on holiday at the time and I got a, my my mum because I was really young at the time, she got an email saying you know, your son has won this contest. Would you like to come and receive your award? And obviously, we were on holiday at the time, so I was, you know, I was gutted. I couldn't go and get. I mean, I was about six or seven at the time, but back then, you know, I was I felt, you know, I felt like I was famous at the time, you know. But uh, that that's from what I can remember. That was the first uh, the first film that I I made. If you can even call it a film, I think it was just. Uh, a random kind of Doctor Who inspired uh, short, but but yeah. Well, you were even getting recognized at you know at a very young age, even back then. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. No, it was good. Um, no, I wish I could go back and you know do all these little films again. You know, my my friends when we were at school, because I really right. enjoyed you know, especially during the summer, you could just go out and just spend full days just making these things as well so uh yeah it was it was fun uh but i hope to be able to carry on doing this type of stuff and maybe develop it in a profession but uh, as as you said stop motion is quite a niche uh a niche thing to get into it's quite uh, especially in here in scotland it's uh very difficult finding work up here uh but hopefully something will i'll something will come up hopefully through this film that i'm making as well um it'll definitely yeah. get you rec- 
and from what I'm seeing, I mean, it, your stuff yeah. is you know, top notch. <laughs> yeah. oh, thanks very much. Yeah. Do you have other artists that you collaborate with, or is this just a more individual project? It's a completely individual uh, project. It's uh, com- as it's completely self-funded. Uh, it's all basically me uh, myself doing it, which is, it's you know, it's it's a good thing and it's also a bad thing. I think because sometimes it's good to bounce ideas off people, but at the same time, if it's a solo project, you know what you're doing. You know, you make the changes, but it's 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 good to sometimes have somebody to to talk to and go right what do you make of this, what do you make of the storyline, or how do you think this looks. But that's why I, I upload all these tests on social media, just to kind of see what people like and don't like, you know, if there's any. And I've had people, you know, critique it. Like um, Some people, you know, give often suggestions, which I'm entirely open to, you know, because uh, there's a lot, I've met a lot of people on social media, a lot of people that have been in the industry, or people that are just, you know, people that have the same interests as well so it's I think social media has really helped out um with this uh, with what I do um yeah that's, that's a beautiful thing of this age is yeah that, you know, and also meeting you guys there. as well yeah constant communication yeah so do you um like we're discussing about Louis Tanner do you ever like talk to him about like uh techniques or anything like that do you guys ever discuss yeah I, f- I think I think uh I found Louis on a good while back on some forum uh, on on the internet and uh, I remember seeing his models he was making like not only the, the Ray Harry House and things but you know he was making like uh, I think he did a few superheroes as well but the the level of detail we can get into those models is just amazing like especially the size of them as well but yeah, I've, I've been in contact with Louis through Instagram and things, just uh, complimenting his stuff, and he's, you know, vice versa as well. Uh, but yeah, he's another person that I really uh, admire. Like he's, you know, whenever I see his, uh, his models that he posts, I'm completely gobsmacked at how he does it. And I still don't know how he does it. I'd love to be able to find out, but, um, but yeah. That'd be awesome if maybe one day you guys do a collaboration collaboration yeah I'd be open to that yeah maybe we could, <laughs> yeah. we could have both on the show at one time and uh, yeah you think... do all the secrets <laughs> uh, yeah yeah that'd be great talk, uh, sounds good I've never actually yeah. spoke to Louis either I've never uh, never called him or anything so yeah it'd be a good opportunity to to meet him as well yeah it seems like yeah. he's been doing it for, for a few decades now so yeah like, he's a pro yeah, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. When, when uh-huh. we were talking, um, like I found him through Instagram, and uh, uh-huh. I thought, like I thought it was just one of the scenes from uh, uh, one of the Ray Harryhausen. Films. Oh yeah. And then watching, I was like, oh wait, this is a different ending. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. Oh. When you see it, it's it's bit, like I think it was the Cyclops when he did. I remember first watching it. I was like, this is is this an outtake from, you know, back when they made it? Is this like an alternative scene? Then I realised, oh wait, this is. This was only made like a couple of months ago, and then I found out about it, and I was like, "This is amazing. like 
how close you can get to the original. That's exactly how I found him. I th- yeah, I think I found him through the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> the animation he made. Where yeah. He, he fights the dragon, and I think he ends up killing it at the end. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of people kind of uh, were disappointed when they found out the Cyclops didn't win. So I think <laughs> yeah. I, I was quite disappointed. I'd love to have seen it if yeah. that was the ending. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, when I was watching the film, like I, I watched it a couple of times, and I realized that there's more than one Cyclops because the first one, yeah. died, the second one had two different horns. On yeah. Its, like oh, I guess there's multiple. I mean, there has to be, right? Yeah. <laughs> Two different models they made. In fact, that Cyclops, the the smaller Cyclops, was actually made from. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Twenty Million Miles to Earth. It was I actually haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. Well, no. the alien in that film, they used basically when that film finished, they stripped it down and made it into the Cyclops. So that's like technically one of Ray Harryhausen's earlier creatures, just repurposed, re. Um, recycled basically for another film so i i but it took me a while to realize that that wasn't the same model that they'd used earlier on in the film it's a completely different looking cyclops um but yeah yeah i never knew that i definitely i'm trying to watch all of ray harry allison catalog i think the mm. last one I, I watched was uh, uh mighty joe young that was the last one yeah oh, that's a brilliant one i think that's one of my, my favorites as well yeah, that's, uh, that's a really good one. In fact, I was reading recently, there's a new book coming out about the lost films that, of Ray Harryhausen, and it might tie in with your podcast, but it was, apparently, I've not read the book yet, but I've, from what I was reading, he was approached by Stan Lee to do the first X-Men film, I think it was in the 80s, but t- I don't know the reasons for him turning it down, but you know, that's that opened my eyes when I read that. I was like, this, that could have been a. I wonder what he would have done with X Men. Like, yeah, I know. Stop Motion Beast or something like that? Yeah, <laughs> who knows? Well, the, I think the book comes out tomorrow, so. Uh, oh, really? It'd be wow. interesting to, to, to look into that. But, I mean, that's what I mean. It was it was approached to do so many different types of projects, you know, not just dinosaurs and mythological uh creatures there was so many different you know styles of film that he was asked to do um but yeah i I love it like i love animating different styles i've often kind of like as i said with wallace and gromit i I love that style as well you know when it's kind of more cartoon animation in a way it's like more stylized I, i love all that as well um yeah, I yeah. think uh, Walls and Gromit was my introduction to mm-hmm. stop motion as well. The... And Chicken Run as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Armin Studios, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, have, you, have you watched any of their, their new films uh, that came out? Like, I've uh, watched, I think I've watched, there was a, a caveman one they made recently. It's about cavemen that play football. Was it Was it called Missing Link? Was it that one? Missing Link that was, that was uh, Laika Studios. They were the oh, people yeah, that, that made Coraline, Coraline and what was the other one they made? I can't remember what else they made, but uh, they're the, I think they're based in Canada, I think. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's Canada or elsewhere, but um, yeah, the, you've got Ardman, you've got Laika, they're the two biggest studios doing stop motion now, and it's great that they're 
they're still continuing like the tradition. It's tough competition, you know, when you've got Disney and you know DreamWorks that have. I mean, Disney have. I think they've bought nearly every company now. So they own everything. Soon they'll be probably owning Ardman and all these places. But uh, it's good to see they're still going with the the kind of traditional style animation. Yeah, it's 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 really like a novelty art form. I, yeah, I love watching it and everything. What was your introduction to Willis O'Brien? Did you find out about him after Ray Harryhausen, or was it around the same time? Uh, I think it might have been around the same time. I actually, I think the first film I saw was it was the sequel to King Kong. Uh, it was Son of Kong. I actually saw Son of Kong before I saw King Kong. So oh, uh, yeah. I, I think and not many people I, I not many people even know Son of Kong as a film, but I don't know how I've managed to find Son of Kong, but I remember watching that and then uh my my grandpa who he he told me about King Kong and I was oh, automatically I need to see this film and I ended up seeing it. Uh but, but the King Kong's a you know, one of my favourite films. And even the I was watching the Peter Jackson version recently and the amount of you know the all the little kind of references and homages that he put into that film uh and tribute to the original it's uh i think they're two really great films i, I always i'll always watch them if they're on tv yeah they're they're really fantastic i love that animation when they had like the top-notch studio like mm-hmm. all the animators like try to recreate uh, one of the missing scenes from the original King Kong. Oh yeah, yeah the spider pit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good. That that's yeah. Uh, I guess even them like they were having problems using the same techniques that Willis O'Brien used. Oh, yeah. And these are the best guys in Hollywood at the like of today, and they yeah they they are having problems with it. I know the the models for King Kong. I don't think many people realize how big. I mean, the, the King Kong model itself was about 18 inches tall and some of the dinosaurs were probably, go- I mean, some of them were like, I think there was a the a triceratops or something that was about 20 inches in length. These things were absolutely massive and apparently there was a lot of, I mean, if, especially when you're under really hot studio lights and in a really cramped environment, animating these things for hours on end, it's really like... Quite a strenuous process, you know. There's a lot of physicality going into it, and try to wrestle with, you know, posing them and taking the picture, going back and forth. It can be really kind of a repetitive and physically kind of demanding job. Um, but that was like the kind of the start of, you know, start, this was it was kind of in its early days. Uh, so I think they were still kind of learning and. Uh, that's why it was the the models were just absolutely massive. Uh, in comparison to nowadays, you know, they're a lot more refined and probably better, better at you know, better suited for animation. Uh, but you know, they it's, it's still amazing to watch these films, even though they're about they're probably about some of them close to ninety years old now, uh, and they're still amazing and really enjoyable to watch. Yeah, they're getting close to a century. Yeah, yeah that's amazing. In fact, recently—not uh, recently, a, a, a few years back—one uh, of our local cinemas discovered that it was like a, a print, an original print of King Kong 
and it was behind a they'd obviously re, uh, refurbished this old cinema and there was a, a film can with a print of King Kong in it and it'd been all walled up so it was buried behind this wall and when they knocked the wall down they found this print and when I heard the news I thought I hope this has got the missing the missing scenes in it uh, sadly it didn't but it, it was a great excuse to go and see King Kong on the big screen because it just looked you know, it's like watching it for the first time again when you see a film in the big screen. It's it was amazing. So we just saw the show. Unfortunately, it closed on Broadway, but we just oh yeah. Even just how they did this puppet was absolutely incredible. We you know we left that there looked amazing. Yeah, it's yeah, musical. Yeah, that was fantastic. Just yeah. seeing the life size King Kong puppet on stage in front of your that, eyes. Yeah, that, yeah, when it's all there in front of you, you know, there's no digital, you know, CGI. When it's there in front of you, it's it's amazing to watch. Yeah, uh, that would be amazing. I'd love to see that if it ever comes back out again. Yeah, I think they just recently closed closed it, but I, uh, I don't see wouldn't, nobody wouldn't really knows it. why. Yeah, mm, I mean, it's, strange. the shows were sold out when we went, so yeah. I don't know. Hopefully. Just combining the stage like theater magic with stop motion magic, it's like, what can they do next? <laughs> so is it a musical, yeah? Yeah, I mean, ah. it, especially seeing it in like the city where, where it takes place. Yeah, yeah. Itself, it's definitely like, you know, you're kind of incorporated into the show itself. And especially when King Kong is like chained up uh -huh. and the audience is watching the show like at the end of the movie. Yeah, you know, it's right like you're there. Yeah, it's like you're you're in the play, you know, like you're in the show. That sounds <laughs> so, fantastic, yeah. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. And, like, going back to uh, you were saying what the missing scenes of uh, uh -huh. King Kong, I, I remember hearing in one of the documentaries about King Kong that I guess they re-released it maybe, like, in the 40s, and they mm. cut out um, the scenes where King Kong's kind of, like, fondling and, and yeah. Daryl and, like, kind of, like, taking her clothes off and stuff like that. And I guess that yeah. was too risque for the time even though they wanted yeah. that before it was fine and i guess they got rid of all those scenes and uh mm. it was just trying to find those scenes again that was just like you know that yeah was, the fact, the fact they exist is you know because I, I think it was when king kong was first made i think i don't know if it was the censors back then were I think it was about nineteen, the mid nineteen thirties. The censors were really strict with what they could show. So I think King Kong was made just before they put the ban on, you know, certain scenes in a film. But um, you can see, I mean, for that time, obviously it seems very tame now. But especially the scenes where you see King Kong eating people, you know, they used that big full size head, and they had people in its mouth. It was chomping away, you know. Back then, I think people found that just, you know, it was the equivalent of watching a film like Saw or, uh, you know, all these gory horror films you get nowadays. But uh, I think, you know, nowadays we're not faced by it at all. Yeah, exactly. It's been, yeah. been decensorized now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> yeah, it's all back, um, which is it's good that they've managed to find all that stuff. But yeah. In fact, the print I went to see that I was talking about, that was a, a censored print. So all those scenes you were talking about, they weren't in. Oh, really? Because um, it, it was a genuine, I think it was like a 1950s uh, reissue. So it was a genuine film print. So you're 
watching it and there's you've got all the scratches on the film and it made it seem a bit more authentic watching it the way it might have been seen back in the day um but yeah it was it was definitely a really good experience uh and any kind of classic film um you know i've i've seen they had star wars recently i think it was empire strikes back and it had a live orchestra Um, seeing it seeing it with like a on the big screen again you know it's like watching it for the first time it's a completely different experience to watching it in your house or oh yeah it it really is we saw um superman the movie and that's one of my favorite movies the the christopher reeve oh christopher reeve yeah the 1978 film and uh we yeah. saw that in the theaters, and I was like blown away. And it's it's definitely like you're saying a way different experience. Yeah, oh definitely. That was my first time seeing it, so just seeing it in that uh-huh. scale, it was it, I was even more impressed. Yeah, no, especially with the the music as well. You know, because that that film's got a really great score. I, I love the score to that film. It's um, yeah, John. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, yeah John. It was, um, it was really fantastic, and, and like like I said, uh, so like this is a Batman Superman podcast. So Superman like my mm. favorite character, and that's my, mm-hmm. one of my favorite films. And yeah, know, the, the scene where he was, you know, he lifted up the helicopter, and Lois was, you know, being yeah, I was like getting goosebumps. You know, it was, it was, it was yeah. fantastic. So I, I could definitely only imagine. I can imagine like how it, how it feels to see King Kong on the screen. Yeah. So yeah, no. So brilliant. Yeah, it really, yeah, it really was. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to ask you, um, favorite dinosaur? What's your favorite dinosaur? Oh, it's got to be, it's got to be a T Rex. I think, I think you've got to, yeah, definitely a T Rex. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Mean, how can you go wrong with king of all 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 dinosaurs? You know? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Got to go with the the ones the the carnivorous ones. You know, I think they're a lot more visually uh, appealing to watch especially in films you know but uh yeah it's got to be a t-rex um okay so uh another quick one what uh what was your favorite puppet that you uh you created yourself what's uh what's the oh i, I think it'll it's got to be that the, the cyclops one i think that's my best uh to date uh i was really happy how that turned out so that's that's probably my my favorite so far. Yeah, I love I love how he's wearing that like kind of like that like cloth, you know, like that fur. I don't yeah. know. What does that mean? Yeah. The, the, the... It's just a, I bought it off of um, eBay. It was just like a it's like a, a I think it was just some sort of fabric fake kind of animal pelt. It's not a real animal pelt, but it's made to kind of mimic. I originally bought it to make a King Kong model which never it never happened because uh, i was trying to get the right color of fur uh so i never uh, it was just lying around so i thought i'll put it to good use and use it as the costume for this the cyclops yeah it's definitely well incorporated i mean you still have time for the king kong (laughs) yeah well i was gonna make the king kong model you know in scale with the original you know the creature, the, the original model that back in when they made the film. So I was going to try and make a replica of the the original, uh, but I don't know what. I think it's just been sitting on the shelf. So I'll I'll, I'll definitely try and get that done uh, 
later on. Yeah, I think uh, hopefully King Kong they used rabbit for for the uh, yeah for the original. It was actually a very light coloured fur. Um, I don't know why. I think on the cameras back then it, it came out really dark, but apparently it was quite a light, uh, light grey or something. I think it was, but um, but yeah, that's an art project. I need to. I'll need to get off the shelf and finished. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, with the lighting techniques, so much different with black and white. Yeah. So um, you it says on on your Patreon, on your Instagram page, um, mm-hmm. that, that you also do commissions. Um, do you want to elaborate yeah. a little bit about that? Well, yeah, it's mainly in I can do illustration. That's a new thing I've kind of been diving into. I've got a graphics tablet, so I can. I can do digital illustrations, uh, but m- more so in like the model making kind of realm. That's where I'll I do most of my commissions, and I've had a few recently. Uh, had a few a couple of years ago, so it's been quite a. It's it's nice talking to clients and seeing what they want rather than you know it being all my you know designs. It's interesting to see what other people are doing or what they want for their projects that they're doing um but yeah i enjoy doing it i really i really do enjoy it uh and it's uh you get to meet people as well uh, you get to meet contacts and hopefully stay in contact with them uh yeah for sure what yeah. was the last commission you've done um last commission uh i've done one recently and it was I don't know if it's a, I think it's a short film. It's still been developed. Uh, it was a giant, a giant leech, and that's going to be in stop motion. Uh, so I've finished that. Uh, I'm just seeing what comes next with the client. Uh, hopefully, I'll get that animated soon. So that's been the most recent uh, commission that I've had. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, I think it's a, a horror film. Uh, it's been made in somewhere in England, so uh, that should be interesting. See how that pans out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's like it's yeah. like you're you're kind of giving your baby to someone else, and you're kind of seeing how what they you do with it. You know. It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting. If I ever need a movie monster or anything like that, you'll be the first person to con I contact. So. Sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> if you get I'm a stop motion monster. Superman or something, or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think after after this superhero film, we're we're kind of taking a break from yeah. superhero yeah. branch or something like that. But we'll see. We'll that see what the good. future brings. That yard. <laughs> you could do some. What was it? Brightburn. That recent. Oh, you yeah. know what? I actually haven't. I was interested in seeing yeah. that. I've, I've definitely... not seen it myself, but it did seem quite interesting. Um, yeah, it's definitely like a new take on like that concept yeah. of like Superman. Instead, he's this you know kind boy, he's this insane child. Yeah, know? yeah, havoc. Yeah, it does yeah. sound good. I'm interested in seeing that. You know, I'll probably watch it when it gets on home video or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Do you go to university for um, stop motion animation, or do you go for a different uh, reason? I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm currently not studying right now uh, i was at college uh, a few years back i did three years in college um but right now i'm doing a it's a short course i'm doing at the moment with the film school uh 
the National Film School here in the UK, uh, and it's like a, an art department for film and television uh, course. So it's more about kind of set design and um, you know the tutor worked on Game of Thrones, so we've got the best of uh, best in the business teaching us. So it's it's a really interesting. Uh, it's like quite a departure from stop motion but again it's something else that i'm interested in so yeah it should be interesting to see how that goes wow yeah that'll be that's that's top notch that's, yeah you're you're on the you're on the top of top of them all <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's going uh, well that's going well yeah that's that's fantastic well yeah i'm very intrigued to see where your future goes with, with uh, your stop yeah. motion so i would love to see you know this this short film once once you get that made, I'll, mm. I'll definitely, you know, help you out, try to promote it. Oh, anyway. thank you very much. And likewise with your podcast and, uh, you know, it's great. It's great to see, you know, the, the people you interview as well. You know, it's uh, like Louis and... Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we're trying to branch out, try to talk to different people. Yeah. Different, you know, who have different talents and everything like yeah. that. Do you want to say your social media accounts where we could find you? Uh, well, on Facebook, uh, that's my main kind of social media. It's called Lament Creations. That's L-A-M-O-N-T. Uh, Lament Creations. So that's on Facebook. And then basically my other pages, Instagram and YouTube, it's just my full name is Lament. Uh, so that's, if, you, if you Google that, you'll probably find links to my, my pages there. Um, but that, Facebook and Instagram are my main kind of... That's where I post most of my what I do. Okay, yeah, well, definitely check yeah. out. You know, this is Nothing. this is this is a you know high scale stop motion animation, die animation uh, <laughs> that you can't really find in too many places. Thanks very much. Yeah. So um, I kind of I, I kind of wanted to say I kind of envy you with your short film because uh-huh. you get the work, you get to control your own actors, you get to you know tell exactly <laughs> what to do. You don't have to feed them. You don't have to do anything like that. You know, yeah. You you control everything, you know, and uh, you know, with with working with live actors is definitely a different uh, different monster, you know. I'm sure it has yeah perks and uh, you know, I've yet to problems. experience that, so it should be <laughs> <laughs> should be an eye opener. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you so much for for joining us on on uh, Batyard's finest today. You know, and this was oh, thank you for having me. Spend the Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to come back on the show or, you know, any need any help with, you know, any promotion or anything we could do on our end, please let us know. You know, we'll definitely do. Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. Yeah, this was fantastic. And yeah, let, let us know, like, if you ever need us or ever want to come back on the show, always welcome. I will do. I really appreciate I really appreciate any publicity at all. That's, you know, really, it is great to talk to people as well about what I do and likewise hearing from yourself uh but yeah i've really enjoyed it really enjoyed it yeah this was fun we'll definitely we'll try to get both both you and, and louie on, on on one episode i think that'll be a- that sounds great all right all right awesome. thank you I will well, enjoy your day hey thank you so much Bye-bye. thank you bye-bye cheers. <laughs> cheers so this is josh sending you off up up and away until bat yard's finest episode becoming super friends one episode at a time <laughs>